Your last day of vacation and you found time for a deep tissue massage followed by a long mud bath then a two-hour nap. Because you're an American Express Platinum Guard member and booked your stay at a fine hotel and resort through Amex Travel, which means a 4 p.m. checkout. And those relaxing vacation vibes can keep going at the airport in the Centurion Lounge. Just a splash. Before you board the plane back to reality. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your travel experiences at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Terms apply. Welcome to the CBS Eye on Money podcast. It is Thursday, September 30th. You know what I did, Mark? Uh, I, of course, thought that the first Friday in the month would be a Labor Department report. And then I had to go and I said, what? Well, I don't see any information. Where's all my people who are projecting? And I realized it's not till a week from Friday, which is confusing. It's, I thought it's always the first Friday of the month. So it's October 8th. Correct. It's October 8th is the next employment report. It kind of messed me up. Well, and now you're now you're kind of like a little ahead of the game. You think I'm on borrowed time? Yeah. All right. That's good. I mean, had I known that, I would have changed some of my scheduling around. I did not realize it, you know, because I try to leave myself open that morning of the employment report because I get to do all sorts of fun things, as you know, a juggling, uh, play a harmonica and report the numbers all at once. Uh, on an unrelated topic, can I just say that I'm glad we're no longer doing that that little tease that they wanted us oh, to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, the geniuses. Let's see if they're listening. It's funny because we make fun of them all the time. And I, it makes me believe that they do not listen because no one said, like, why are you being so mean to us? Anyway, the geniuses in the marketing department had wanted us to do this. And we'll get to da-da-da-da in just a minute. And they were supposed to run a commercial during that moment, and they never did. And so Mark and I, Cracker Jacks that we are, we're listening to our own podcast because we do like to hear how the thing sounds. And I say to Mark, like, what's up? Where's the spot? He goes, I don't know. It's the dumbest thing in the world. So these morons tell us to do it and then they never inserted the spot. And so now we're just doing what we want to do, which I think is better, don't you? Sounds much better. Much better. Mark also rips apart all the graphic design stuff that they do. It's hysterical. It makes oh, me, yeah. Did, I did love you, that. Did, but did you see what I was talking about? Yeah, of course I did. They sent us a new logo to put up. And Mark's like, uh, hmm, did anyone actually look at this? <laughs> yeah, it's totally chopped off. <laughs> <laughs> it is so awesome because what the reason why it was even funnier is that the whole point of this thing is called eye on money, right? Because you have an eye. Right, and, right. And then Mark's like, the eye seems to have disappeared. And the eye is kind of cool because it, it does look, I like the logo. That's the I whole think, point of it. I just thought it was hysterical. Did they ever write back or not? No, nothing yet. Oh boy. When, whenever you point out an error on their, uh, they, they write back fast when I haven't you know, read the spot in time. But, you know, God forbid, it's something where it's like, oh, you made a mistake. They don't write back so fast, right? All right. It's funny how that works. All right. Now, listen, if you want to talk about money and financial stuff, you got to give us a holler. Go to our website, jillonmoney.com, jillonmoney.com. Click on the contact button and let us know what questions we can answer for you. And while you're there, subscribe to our free weekly newsletter. It's free and Mark puts it out every single Friday. So you can listen to us on Tuesdays and Thursdays here, get the newsletter on Friday. And if you need more of us, 
We have a daily podcast also, just, you know, for the heck of it. Anyway, let's get to our on-air guest. It is listener Evan, who's on the line from Arizona. Now, Evan, you started out your email by saying that you've been listening to us for a long time. How is that possible? You're so young. Uh, I started listening, I think, when I heard you on, it was a marketplace or um, a podcast. I think you were a, a guest every once in a while. And then I just kind of looked up you because I thought your advice was was great. And, and you were, I thought, pretty funny. Uh, so that's kind of how I started listening. And then I kind of followed you along the Jill on Money and kind of everything else that you've been doing. So Evan, what's going on? What can we help you out with? Um, so a little background, um, right after right after college, I invested with my dad on, on some smaller rental properties in, in Phoenix, obviously when the market was pretty depressed and I was able to fix some of those up and they've been, been rented for years and kind of been picking one up every, every couple of years. Um, and I own a, a local mortgage brokerage here that it's definitely kind of changed the income trajectory the last couple of years. Wait, how long um, ago did you get into local mortgage brokerage business? It's been about four years. So I first uh, got in the business after college, just a, a family friend kind of told me, hey, come learn the business. So mm-hmm. I did that for a couple of years, decided to go off and do marketing. And, and he kept uh, asking me to come back and to do something together. So it's been about four years and he, he taught me the business, but he kind of let me uh, kind of grow it. And uh, it's been going great. That's amazing. So how much do you earn from from the business? So this year, um, it's it's definitely... It's been very, a wacky. It's like a great... It's, it's been event, a wacky, right? yes. But, you know, obviously, it's it's been growing as, as I get more referrals, everything like that. Um, it'll probably be in the range of 650 uh, to 700 for the year. Whoa. And how old are you? 32. Okay. Let me ask you a question. I mean, it was it has been a bonanza year. But let's just say, wind the clock back. Give me two years ago, pre-COVID, what were you earning? Right before I started the brokerage, maybe I was making 70, 70 80,000. Holy um, crap. Yeah. So it's been, and even the way that we're set up, where we're some of the, the cheapest um, kind of rates and, and pricing in town. So, um, you know, I'm able to help clients, but still... Um, give them a good experience and, you know, I make a couple bucks as well. Evan, are you single? I am not. I just got married uh, last November during the height of, of the second second COVID Oh, rush. no. Did you have a small thing or what happened? We ended up having about 75 people. Everyone was respectful with, with masks and, and luckily we had, had no issues. But, um, you know, it turned out, turned out great. It's pretty hard to plan something during kind of as COVID was starting and then it was starting to go away and it kind of came back pretty strong in, in the late fall. Oh um, my but, God. But it worked out. That is crazy. Holy smokes. I mean, what are you doing with all this money? What's going on? How much, I mean, what is the issue here? You're making all this money. Are you investing? Are you, do you have a, uh, a retirement plan through work? Like what's happening for you guys? Yeah, because I'm technically self-employed, I do have a SEP IRA, and I've uh, been contributing, been maxing that out the last last couple of years. Um, I used to have a, a Roth that I started back probably the end of high school. My dad kind of introduced me to that, um, and now with the income limits, I've been putting that the six thousand to the traditional IRA. So uh, so far, I've been putting pretty much everything into just like a target date fund where I can just set it and forget it. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm willing to do a little bit more 
if I need to. Um, but that's kind of where I'm at that way. I, I open up an HSA that I'm just throwing in money monthly. So that can kind of grow into, into something in a couple of years. Mm-hmm. As, as far as other investing, it's just been in buying real estate and I haven't bought anything in, in a couple of years, except for a, a new primary residence. Um, so I'm just sitting on some, some cash now that I'm kind of trying to figure out what's the, what's the next step. Okay. Let's do a few numbers here. How much money's in the SEP? SEP probably about 115000 How much is in the old Roth that was like the traditional Roth? Probably about one hundred and twenty. Okay. And how much is in the non-deductible IRA? Uh, about 13000 Okay. And how about just, uh, uh, and then the HSA, sorry? Uh, 15000 How about, do you have any brokerage accounts or anything like floating around? So I just opened one this this week at Vanguard. That's where I have all my my uh, IRAs, mm-hmm. um, but I have not yet invested. I was waiting for the phone call. Fantastic! How much money's in cash in there? Uh, I, I put two two hundred thousand. So there's two hundred thousand just sitting in there, mm. um, and then there's another checking account that has a savings account that has three hundred thousand. I can also transfer Holy some money moly. into there. Okay, just tell us what's happening with like all this cash. You said you sold a house, you bought a house. Like what's happening now? Recently uh, sold the house, and um, so that's why I have some extra extra cash. Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't, I guess, opened a, a regular brokerage account. Usually, it's been uh, just with the uh, you know Roth IRA mm. and stuff like that. But have you bought a new house? We did, yeah. So all that is is accounted for. So I have a, a mortgage outstanding of uh, about five hundred forty eight thousand. About a $1.2 million house. Look at you living large, brother. Okay, so the new house. So all this money is net of the the whole transition of selling the house, buying the house, right? Correct. Okay, now let's talk about these rental properties. Uh, how many? So I have three rental properties. Uh, the first one I bought uh, a little bit out of college, if you can believe it, for $37,000, um, which I, I remember my, my dad telling me, he said the land is worth more than... Than what you're uh, what you're buying it for. Mm. So what's it worth? Um, probably about two ninety, two ninety five. Oh my god! Okay, and it's renting, and you're cash flowing beautifully. Yes, correct. Yep. And is and there, there's a mortgage? Clear. Are there mortgages on all these three properties? There are no mortgages. Really? On, on I'm shocked. Yep. Yeah. So I, I got them cheap enough where I just didn't have to take out uh, a mortgage on, on any of them. So they've been cash flowing and, and been rented pretty much 100%. Is there any reason at this point that like, as you look at these three properties, do any of them like stick out to you as like, I got to sell this one and roll it into and do something else with it? In other words, I'm not saying that you should. I'm just saying, is there any case to be made to do some sort of like-kind exchange? Exactly. So that, that's kind of been in the back of the my back of my mind. Right now, I have great great tenants, so there's really not too many issues. I I self manage it. I'm pretty handy, mm. so I really haven't had many issues. But I know there will be some capital gains if I go to sell it. So I'm just kind of balancing that as well. When you add them up, what are we talking about in total net equity that is invested in these rental properties? Probably about eight hundred thousand. All right, so let's let's go. Let's let's figure out what we're going to do. Mark, are you ready to allocate Evans money and use something other than a target date fund? Uh, yeah, with five hundred k, 
forget the target date fund. Exactly right. Exactly right. You can manage this yourself. That's number one. Number two, you're in a high tax bracket now. And um, we, sure. I didn't ask about your your um, spouse. So tell me about your spouse in terms of income. What 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 is adding to all of this? Sure. So she is a, a teacher, mm-hmm. bless her soul, working working with high school kids. Uh, but her her salary is right around fifty thousand. Great. And she she's maxing out her retirement, right? Correct. Great. And you're going to have um, health insurance through her, so that's so sweet. And what about kids? We're going to have some kids. Kids, hopefully, God willing, hopefully next year. God willing, we should have children. Okay, good. This episode is brought to you in part by Audible, your go to destination for thrilling audio entertainment. Whether you're looking for a hair-raising experience to enjoy while you're on the move or eager to dive into sinister and shocking tales, Audible has an exclusive collection of thrillers from best-selling authors that will keep you on the edge of your seat. Like The Guest List by Lucy Foley. Experience stories like never before, where every chilling detail is brought to life by captivating sound design. Plus, as an Audible member, choose one title a month to make yours forever. And now, new members can try Audible free for 30 days. Just visit audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. That's audible.com slash WonderyPod or text WonderyPod to 500-500. So, Mark, are you ready? Should we give him the Mark Talercio allocation? Which is what? Yours. <laughs> give him the exact <laughs> allocation you have right now. 32 years old. Look. Jill, you're going to say, what are you going to say, 20% bonds? I mean, it can even be less at this point. I imagine that you are continuing to be a net saver on all this income, correct? Correct. Okay. Are you risk averse? I mean, you you know, target date fund is has a certain amount of risk in it. How do you feel about risk? No, I'm, I'm okay with risk. Like I said, I wouldn't call myself necessarily a risk taker, but I know definitely in the market, you know, I don't really have too much hesitation about taking some risk in it. Okay. Um, you know, and you're young and you don't need this money anytime soon. So there's that, right? Um, mm-hmm. So Mark and I were just talking about this because we were saying like, it's just shouldn't be that difficult. You, obviously, you don't need to have any sort of investment in real estate because you have real estate. In general, you know, we think stock, bond, cash, maybe a little commodity if you're cared about that. Mark, I think that you are going to think 80-20. Is that what you're thinking? I would certainly do uh, no more than 20. So I, I might even do a little bit less given his age, but you want to do 80, 20, that's fine. 80% risk, 20% less risk. How does that sound to you, Evan? That sounds good to me. Yeah. Okay. Now in your 80%, which would be stock, generally speaking, Mark, what do you have? You have the, do you have the S&P or do you have the extended market index at Vanguard? Which one? S&P. All right. Your S&P 500, what percent for Evan? I, I would do 60. 60. All right. Small cap. How much you want? Probably, yeah, 10. 10. And international 10? Yeah. Okay. And in the bond position, you have just one bond position, Mark? Yeah. Do you know do an international? I could, but I don't. Well, you can do just, which, which one do you have? Intermediate term bond fund for yeah. in Vanguard? Correct. All right. So you can make it easy. You can say, okay, 20% intermediate term bond fund. You could also do 15% intermediate term bond fund and 5% in an international bond fund. Okay. Now, one last category. Do you have any interest in like, do you need to want a little crypto thing? You want to put a little commodity in there? You want a little something like, let's think about the worst case scenario for you. The housing market crashes. What is the asset class that would do well if the housing market crashed? 
Well, I mean, there's like an Armageddon trade. Obviously, commodities, I'm not sure, would be so great because commodities would go down. Let's say the housing market crashed, there's a serious recession, then all the materials and all that stuff would go down. But, you know, you can have like an Armageddon trade. Like you could put 5% in a commodities fund if you wanted to. I would be okay if you were like 80 stock, 15% bond, and 5% in a commodities fund or 5% in crypto, either one. And how often do you recommend rebalancing? Is it uh, once a quarter, once a year? You know, the thing is, you're in a high tax bracket, dude. So Correct. I don't. I think once a year is going to be fine for you. And you may even be able to rebalance just by cash coming in. You know, you mm-hmm. could potentially say, let me look at my cash on hand at the end of every quarter and see like, hey, maybe I can just, um, you know, I'm a little out of balance here this quarter. I'll add cash to this thing. And gotcha. you could rebalance that way. But I wouldn't go ahead and start selling every quarter. Agreed, Mark? Every quarter? No way. Once no I way. think once a year is fine. Once a year is fine. And what about life insurance? What about wills? What about that stuff? So I've started a will. I have to kind of finalize that. Um, no life insurance. I guess that's another question whether we wait till, till a kiddo comes. Mm. Yep. You know or... what? I wouldn't even wait. And I'll tell you why. Yeah, you make all the money. <laughs> yeah, you make all the money and you're not getting pregnant. So um, what I would do is considering the situation, I think you should go and get some life insurance and you're going to start having kids soon. You can get a 20-year level term life insurance policy. That's it. 20 years. That's all you're going to need because you're going to save so much money. You're not going to need this. If you look at this, let's say that you you come back down to earth a little bit. Let's say that instead of making six or 700,000, let's say you made 500 grand a year and your wife's making 50. Now, what we need to do is understand of that 500, what you really need to live on. And it may not be that much, but I'd still, I'd rather like kind of overdo your insurance needs than underdo it because it's going to be so cheap and you're young and you're healthy. So I'm guessing you can try this out. I bet if you got a, t- uh, a 2 million 20 year level term policy, it's so cheap, you might as well get it. That's my guess. I'm so psyched for you because you're, it's a great story. And, you know, it sounds like you hustled and, you know, you smart, you and your dad made this great investment early on. You listened to this fantastic show called Jill on Money. No, I'm just kidding. It's all you guys. It's great. And by the way, as soon as you have the kiddo, then you can open a 529 plan. And that's another way for you to Perfect. save money. You can do that for education yep. and you can, that's another way to stash some cash. Okay. Well, I appreciate Good it. Good luck. Keep us posted. Let us know how sunny Arizona is treating you. Thanks so much for joining us. If you would like to join us on the air, jillonmoney.com is our website. Hit the contact button while you're there. Sign up for our free weekly newsletter and follow us on Apple or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Our social handle, I never say this anymore, Mark, is at Jill on Money. Isn't that for everything, Mark? Yep. All right. At Jill on Money. Mark does everything because I'm so thin skinned that when I go on, number one, I read nasty comments and it makes me feel bad about myself. Or alternatively, I go down that rabbit hole and an hour later, I'm like, oh my God, that's what that person's doing in high school. So I don't do it that much except to know that Mark does it and he alerts me when there's great stuff that you guys are posting. So thank you so much for following us. Thank you so much for listening. Please do something nice for someone else today. Remember, we've got a mantra here at Eye on Money, curiosity, compassion, community. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you next week. If you travel for work, you know to pack two suits, business and swim. You know with your Delta Sky Miles business Amex card, buying that plane ticket for a business trip 
can get you closer to medallion status. You know that a meeting in Montana means visiting almost every national park. Yellowstone? Check. Because you're the chief excursion officer. It's why you're a Delta SkyMiles Platinum Business American Express card member. If you travel, you know. Terms apply. Visit go.amex slash you know business.